Welcome to the Tithe Rough podcast where with Tom, Dav and myself uh, we're looking forward to talking more on the property and uh, mortgaging. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 3. So today's uh, structure we've got, um, we're going to be discussing an area of interest and the area of interest this week is going to be Hi Wickham, thanks very much to Will Stereo who um, gave us an email. He's been interested in about selling and buying in the High Wickham area. So we've got some um, hot stats essentially to, to provide for you Will and everyone else listening in your area. Uh, apart from that then we're gonna jump onto the mortgage story. We're gonna have a property topic, a mortgage topic. We're gonna go through our tip of the week. But we're gonna start off as always with our quiz. We are indeed. So, uh, first question: uh, What term important in the house buying process derives from an old French meaning "dead pledge"? Finally, <laughs> question two: What's the E word that means someone other than the person who owns a property has the legal right to use it, at least for a specific reason? Uh, number three. You can let out your house with a residential mortgage. True or false? Ooh. Can't wait for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, and? Okay. And what's the current base rate? What is the current base rate? And five for our general knowledge. How many of Henry VIII's wives were called Catherine? Bit of a fun one there. So jumping on to our area of the week, our first one in a different area. Thanks again, Will Stereo, for popping in the uh, the email there. And as we said, every single week we're gonna pick an email um, out of a out of a hat essentially, and we're gonna do some stats, figures, um, and information. Same every week, but in different locations all over, wherever you're coming from. And um, and yeah, we'll provide it then the um, on the following podcast. So uh, we've gone to High Wickham for this one. Um, Shall I start? Yeah, go on. Yeah. Uh, okay, we'll, again, we'll start. It's exactly the same stats every week. Um, uh, so we'll go with the best average yield, uh, and it's in HP11, uh, which is the sort of centre of High Wycombe, and the average yield is at 4.6%, uh, according to property.xyz. Next one, best bang for your buck. So best bang for your buck is actually in HP12. Um, the average price per square foot is £374. And again, that's come from property.xyz. The most expensive house in High Wycombe currently on the market is three, a guide price of £3 million. Um, and it's a very nice four-bed detached house, um, along with a two-bed barn conversion um, that are on 8.5 acres of land. Uh, and that's marketed by Savills in, the, uh, in High Wycombe. Oh, I could do some of that, don't you? Well, that is expensive compared compared to Swansea. <laughs> yeah. That is a nice price. Nice price. Um, okay, and then that leads us on to the cheapest house. In fact, we've got three. Yeah, they're, they're all very, all very, all varied properties. Um, starting with one on Lee Street in HP Eleven, uh, marketed by JNP. Um, it's a studio, I believe, for thirty-nine thousand. A really nice, a really nice studio, actually. <laughs> but there's a caveat with this one. Yeah, 
Um, so this is actually uh, a shared equity property. So mm. the, the the amount that it's down for thirty nine thousand eight hundred uh, would actually only give you a twenty percent share in the property. So that does look like the cheapest property in the market. Um, but a yeah, there's a little caveat there. And that's something to watch out for as well, isn't it? Because yeah. you know you're looking. Yeah, yeah you definitely. That that's we do have it a little bit down here in Swansea, yeah. but it's definitely something that happens more often mm. um, at, as you get closer to London, I guess, and when the properties are a bit more expensive. Yeah. Um, so there's another property which comes in at 110,000 um, pounds, and that's a, a two-bed maisonette on Lansdowne Way in HB11 as well. Um, but there's another caveat with that one, and that. <laughs> there is. Uh, this one is over 60s only. So, unless you're 60 plus, that one's not for you. So, if you are under 60 and you want full ownership of a property, <laughs> the cheapest property uh, on the market in High Wycombe is on for 130,000 and it's a studio uh, on Totteridge Avenue in HP 13. Mm. There's one more stat, I think, Davy. The there is one more stat. Average so price. Average price points then. Over the last 12 months, according to Zoopla, the average price point in High Wycombe is £475,611. That, that almost double Swansea. <laughs> that is very different to Swansea. Yeah. Very, very different to us. Let's not slate that home down, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Cheaper to invest. Yeah. 100%. Um, so, Get your emails in. Uh, if you want us to get those stats on your area, uh, send us the email, email in. Um, what's the email, and? Uh, inquiries at... Uh, no. <laughs> generally, what's the email? Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> inquiries at uh, thetizeroffpodcast.co.uk. And I'll just say it one more time, really slowly. Inquiries at thetizeroffpodcast.co.uk. This week's uh, mortgage story is actually to do with two different topics. There's one topic to do with uh, a general sort of mortgage sourcing company that we and many other mortgage brokers use to get their mortgage lenders and quotes together. So 20 Tech is saying that in January, they've actually had record sales or record inquiries, I should say, for mortgage searches. So with the mortgage searches, they're saying that they've had 1.59 million 695, which they are saying is 98.2% bigger than the previous month. So it's a huge point there where people are trying to say that, you know, last month might have been quietened down because of Christmas. We've said it on the previous episodes, things are really picking up this year for a lot of brokers. Yeah, obviously, that's a, a bit mad, that statistic. I mean, we have seen a, a, a jump, and we always do in January after mm. a, a bit of a that tends to be a bit of a quieter November, December. Sorry, more so this year because of the the interest rate hike and and the and the mini budget. Mm. But almost a hundred percent more. No, I know. I, I know, and it doesn't surprise me because uh, I'm sure you guys will back me up. But in December, as it always does at Christmas time, we do always see the decline. But you know that is just you know that is phenomenal figures. But yeah, that's. Uh, Point one, and point two is actually to do with is actually to do with uh, statistical data from the last couple of years. So, according to UKFinance.org.uk, the last year we've seen sales of around 320 billion of mortgages, and for the next projection, we're actually for the next year projection, I should say, um, we're looking at about 270 billion. So, 
again, you know, I've literally just said that we're seeing record months with one mortgage sourcing company, but it is also looking like we may see a steady decline this year um, on average. Yeah, but I, I, from those stats as well, we can see that in 2019, it mm. was 269 billion. Mm. Um, so uh, we've, as we've been mentioning, it's just becoming more normal. Um, there's nothing to worry about. We had that crazy year last year, which we've mm. mentioned so many times. It'll be interesting to see in that 320 billion mortgages, mm. um, billion pounds worth of mortgages put through, mm. It'd be interesting to see how many were done in the first two eight months, the first exactly two really thirds. Done. Yeah, yeah. It'll be it'll be most of them, I think, because oh, it, yeah. it was crazy. 100%. And uh, you know what you'll probably find as well is with the 320 billion mortgages and then 270, and like Tom's saying, there was another year where I think we've seen a more similar year to what this year is projecting. We've talked about it in previous episodes, just you'll see trends, you'll see things go up and down. It's just the way the mar- mortgage market works. Um, but it's not any reason for anybody to just think that, you know, we're in a you know, sudden downturn or anything like that. It's just the way the mortgage market works, isn't it? Just a quick correction. Yeah, same with us. We weren't anticipating, and I think a lot of agents out there weren't anticipating such a cracky start to the year. We yeah. had new instructions, oh, sales and what have you, so. You know, as Andrew said, it's, it's all relative to trends and things like that in the marketplace, isn't it? Yeah, great stuff. Cheers, Andrew. Right. So following on from the last podcast, uh, me and Tom thought it'd be, or tie in nicely, um, if we went through and went through together a list of home buyers tips as well for you guys. Uh, if you're currently looking for a new home or are looking to start house hunting soon, here are some tips to help you on your way to getting from uh, that initial search and through to completion. Yeah, so tip number one, similar to last week, calculate the cost of buying a house. Uh, Your outgoings when buying a house aren't limited to just the deposit, so it's really important to take in consideration the other costs involved uh, when purchasing a property and when deciding a budget to search. Uh, A few things to consider are stamp duty, which if you're in Wales, uh, comes in when you buy a property over 225,000. In England and Northern Ireland are the same, aren't they, Dove? Uh, 250. Yeah, and in Scotland it's over 145,000. Um, you've also got the area searches to consider, um, a, a possibly if you're getting a house survey and the, the cost of using conveyance and solicitors as well. Um, make sure you think of all these because um, they are added costs. A lot to consider, definitely. Um, okay, so next, next step, ideally, speak to a mortgage broker if you're intending to buy with a mortgage. Mortgage deals are a minefield, as many of you will know, we certainly do. Uh, Depending on your deposit, there are various fees, term lengths and rates to get your head around. A good broker should be able to cut out the jargon and simplify this um, down to sort you the best rates in a way that you can understand. Another thing they can obviously do for you, Dav, is get your mortgage agreement in principle. Before buying a house, you should get yourself an agreement in principle. This is um, a confirmation stating how much your lender is prepared to lend you to buy a property. Um, this also gives yourself an idea of how much a mortgage lender is prepared to let you borrow and will give you basically the best indication of the maximum budget you should be looking at when you're looking for a house. Yeah, and most estate agents will not even consider accepting a formal offer unless they have seen an agreement in principle at least. That's an AIP, an agreement in principle at least, um, and some may not even let you view houses on the market. Sometimes a bit harsh, I think. think (laughs) Um, Okay, number three, uh, once your finances are in place, uh, get hunting. 
either appoint an agent to uh, assist assist you and register your details with all the local agents actually um, on the online portals uh, and then book your viewings having your solicitor ready and your deposit and mortgage information ready will help you secure a property swiftly showing the agent you're the perfect buyer um, some agents are refusing viewings if the relevant information isn't available beforehand so be really efficient definitely um, and in our current market so number four this is in our current market don't hold back on offering. If it fits the bill, put your offer forward. Do your due diligence, however, with local sales similar over X period of time. Um, other, other for sale properties in the area, how long have they been on the market for? What has been the property growth percentage in this area? Um, um, and the, the um, since the property had sold, and when did it sell? How much did it sell for? Don't lose sleep over this price. Although nobody wants to be paying crazy sums of money uh, no, to, to buy their houses, it is important not to let this hold you back, especially if you're buying for the long term. The average property in the UK has risen by almost £50,000 since June 2020. Uh, yep, that's £50,000. Um, so don't wait to buy land by land and weight. I love that saying. I absolutely love that I saying. Love and I've heard you say it a few times. We don't mean pay over the odds, uh, do your due diligence like Dav said, but it's not the be all and end all if you're gonna be staying in the property. Okay, so tip number five, be prepared to wait. Once an offer has been accepted, it can take a really, really long time before you complete the purchase and you're able to pick up the keys to your lovely new home. According to Rightmove midway through last year, on average it was taking 150 days from offer through to completion. That was one of our questions before. Um, that's five months. Uh, we do believe that this waiting time has decreased a little bit, um, but still expects the process to take you anywhere between 10 to 20 weeks. To ensure you're doing everything you can to speed up the process, it's important uh, to complete any paperwork and return it as quickly as possible. If you're looking to have a survey on the property, um, then get this book straight away. Uh, along with ensuring that your mortgage application is submitted as soon as possible, keep regular contact with your solicitor and put your search money on account uh, with them. Um, and they can get this, they can pay for these as soon as the um, draft contract in. Uh, and that's the thing that takes the longest really, isn't it, Dav? Yeah, it is. And it's, it's you know, they're, they're really valid points there to get, you, get yourselves ready. For, for the buying process, it'll speed it up massively. Um, lastly, uh, don't be afraid to ask questions. Buying a house is a complicated process for anybody, especially if it's your first time. Don't feel overwhelmed by the jargon and paperwork. If you don't know, just ask. Get your house on the market. If you're not a first time buyer and need to sell your home in order to move, make sure you find a good estate agent and get your house on the market. This will make you a much more attractive buyer. Uh, listen to our last podcast, download the PDF uh, for our three point plan on preparing your house to sell. 100%. Send us an email if you'd like us to answer anything specifically. We're here to help after all. Good luck. But um, on the email front, what's the email end? Inquiries at the thetiesaroffpodcast.co.uk Actually, the only topic I'll be talking about this week is releasing equity from your home. So, a lot of the time, um, there is people who come to various mortgage advisors or lenders and they will ask to release equity from their home, but they will use a term um, and they'll use the word equity release. 
And believe it or not, equity release and releasing equity from your home can actually be separated into two different things. Um, and equity... Sorry, yeah, and I was going to say, <laughs> can you just explain what equity is, just in case not everyone knows Yes, it because not everyone's a mind reader. Really. It's equity. So equity is the pot of money that you've made in that house that you have. So obviously you've got the initial deposit that you put in. So again, a hundred grand example, you'd be looking at a hundred grand, you put down 10 grand, say, you've got that initial 10 grand. And if your property has gone up in price in the market, for example, 110 grand, you then got an extra 10 grand, which is your overall equity of 20 grand. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think yeah. you got I think Do you, you understand that? that? Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, that's what equity is. And quite often you get people come into mortgage brokers um, asking for equity release. Now equity release is a whole other topic that we'll maybe talk about another time. But again, you have to be qualified in that specific area to talk about it, which some advisors aren't. Um, equity release is a completely other area um, that is specialized, it basically specializes in over 55s. So when you do releasing equity from your home. So if you remortgage your house, for example, and you want to, I don't know, write off some debts or you want to raise money for a buy to let, that is releasing equity via a remortgage. So that's completely different altogether. But that is generally what people are speaking about a lot of the time. If you're speaking to someone under 55, say for example, you know, 25 year old plumber, He's got a lovely house down the Gower, and uh, he wants He's to- well for himself. Yeah, good plumber <laughs> he is. Yeah, very good plumber. Um, might get his number. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Equity from your remortgage. So for example, you could put a remortgage application in. You've got, again, the 120 grand house. You've got 90 grand as your mortgage currently, but you want to take out an extra 10,000 pounds because you want to put it on, say, a small buy-to-let somewhere as a deposit. The careful consideration you've got to have when you're doing something like that is you don't know that the money that you're taking out on top of your mortgage is actually enough for that deposit in the first place. So a lot of people will come to you and they'll say, I want to take out an extra 10 grand to get a buy-to-let deposit not knowing that with a lot of buy-to-lets, you actually need 20% deposit, at least, and you need second property tax, you know, other costs and so on. So the cost adds up. And that's something that, you know, Tom, you know, Tom's obviously a portfolio landlord by now, are you? Yeah, um, just about. You know, <laughs> I think he can relate to. On, on that subject then, and what, what do you actually need for a buy-to-let deposit? So it will depend. Uh, you have got... You know, during COVID, to be honest, um, it was quite hard to get any buy-to-let mortgage with a, anything less than 25%. But quite often now, you will get a lender that will give you a 20% uh, option. But they are few and far between. You know, you'll get about two, maybe two or three. Yeah. Uh, it is important to prep the other costs as well. So like I said, second property tax is 4% in Wales. Um, 3% in England, I think. 3%, well. I believe, in England. Um, and then you've got Scotland as well. I consider all these other costs, like, you know, the, the second property tax, stamp duty in general, and, you know, solicitor costs, because a lot of people don't realise as well, solicitor costs on buy-to-lets can sometimes be a can of worms. So you're just going to make sure that you know that you're investing in an investment 
you know, a general sort of investment rather than something as a residential that's for your family and straightforward. Um, so yeah, there's a couple of pros and cons of releasing equity from your home as well. So for example, releasing equity from your home for debt consolidation could be seen as negative. So debt consolidation is where you take out the extra money to write off some debts that you've already got. So for example, a loan or a credit card, but paying that debt on your mortgage with the interest might actually be a lot more than paying that off on a simple 0% credit card or low interest credit card, low interest loan, etc. It will all depend on the personal circumstances at the time. But the main thing to know is putting that on your mortgage as well. You don't make money on that. So you make money potentially on an onward buy to let, but adding something to your mortgage is not uh, you know, necessarily good for your house. Although it may, you know, in some cases, people will work it out to be better based on their personal circumstances because it is down to their personal circumstances at the end of the day. It's a danger of that's not an investment on your house as well. So you could end up in negative equity, for example, rather than being in a position where if it was for a buy to let, although you could be in negative equity, you've also got a second property then that could help you. Whereas in this case, you don't have a second property. You just could end up spiralling into further debt. Oh, I get that. It's important to, to look at your finances and your personal situation um, uh, before you actually look into releasing equity. If it, if we were if I wanted to come to you and ask uh, if to release equity, is it just as simple as saying no, I, I want to release equity? Do I need to remortgage? Yeah. So if you wanted to release mortgage, uh, release mortgage, release equity. <laughs> if you wanted to release equity, you simply come to a, a broker or a lender and you ask to remortgage your house and then they'll give you options of capital raising they call it debt consolidation um you know buy to let let to buy there's many options and many terms that we could go through but we be here for many days which uh, i'm sure i bored these guys to get to death for long enough so there's many different terms which again like i said just speak to your broker speak to a lender or whoever you need to um to sort that part out because it's going to be quite detailed based on your personal circumstances. Um, but, you know, there's many different types. You know, you've got, uh, you know, you've got buy to lets, you've got debt consolidation, you've got general costs. You know, you might just want to do something, you know. You renovations. Might, renovations. You might want to do something like a wedding, you know, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, based on what wedding costs these days, people do add these sort of things to their mortgage. And they says, oh, there is a reason do add something to your mortgage. Okay, cool. That's awesome. You don't have to give them reason. Just lastly, sorry. <laughs> no, you do. You have. To, most lenders will require a reason that you've got. Um, you know that you're asking to increase your remortgage. So if you wanted to keep it like for like, no problem at all. If you want to ask for extra, many lenders will ask the reason for extra funds. Okay, and on to the answers to the quiz. Um, so, question number one, Dav. Number one was, what term important in the house buying process comes from old French words meaning dead pledge? The answer was mortgage. Oh, told you, didn't I? I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and number two, uh, what's the E word that means someone other than the person who owns a property has the legal right to use it, at least for a specific reason? And that E is easement. Uh, Have you come across that, Dav? 
Yeah, quite a few times in our area. <laughs> <laughs> we get it in the mortgage industry as well, lads, all right? <laughs> and we'll, we'll run through these, but in another one as well. Yeah, it's, it's a topic, topic actually. Yeah, topic. it's funny too. And Covenant. Yeah. And number three, uh, you can let out your home with a residential mortgage. Now, the answer, before I give it, I am going to give a disclaimer. You can do the following. So, the answer is true. You can. <laughs> Just to be clear, the answer is yes, you can. But there's a huge disclaimer, and that is you're not meant to. It's actually classed as an accidental landlord. Um, and it's when somebody, for example, they've had a flat up in London. Um, they want to move back to Swansea. They've got literally no other option because they've, um, you know, they've got to get down there for work or whatever. They need to go back to Swansea, but they need to rent out their house in London because there's no way, or flat, sorry, um, there's no way that they'll be able to afford that mortgage as well as move to Swansea or move to High Wycombe. Um, Newcastle, Birmingham, we're not impartial to any regions in uh, the UK. Um, yeah, so basically the answer is yes, but huge disclaimer, you're not meant to. But... Also, it's really important that you get hold of your lender if you're going to do so. You've got to speak to them and make sure it's okay. Yes, exactly. And it's only if that lender decides that you can, that you can. Yeah. <laughs> right. La lastly, Dav, what's a little general knowledge question? What's the answer to this then? What oh, do you I reckon? think we've missed number four. We've missed number four. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's go back. What is the current Bank of England base rate? And the answer is 4%. As of last Thursday, I believe. It is. And we'll try again. So, Dick on then, Dav. How many of Henry the Wipes, Henry the Eighth wives were called Catherine? I'm going to test my daughter on this as well. Uh, the answer is two. Can you name them? Oh, Catherine of Aragon. Is that right? And Catherine Parr? Oh, oh bo 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 Catherine. I think that's Catherine right. Catherine Parr. I think so. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, two. Then there we go. That's who they are as well. <laughs> Wealth of knowledge coming from me there. <laughs> tip of the week. And tip of the week is have a look at our PDF that we've got of buyer's tips that will be underneath our Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast description and should be on YouTube as well. Get get a look at them and last week's of the seller's tips. 100%. There's loads of content going on there. Top marketing material. Enjoy it. Love it. Fantastic. So goodbye and thank you for listening. Ah, uh, don't forget, don't forget. We've just done High Wickham as our area of the week. Thanks again, Mr. Stereo. Um, for those of you who want some information about your area, do not forget to email us on inquiries at the Tizer Off Podcast uk. It would also help if you followed us on <laughs> Instagram, uh, TikTok, LinkedIn. And subscribe. Subscribe as Facebook, well. Facebook, all of them. Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok. All of the above. Subscribe, like, follow. Thank you. See you next time. See you guys.